Hello, you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, and I'm Michael Hasted. Welcome to the best of 2020, in which we'll bring you some of the highlights of programmes from the past year. We were in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam, and places nearby or in between. Talk Radio Online. Features on the arts in English. Despite the problems with COVID-19 and the lockdowns, we have still managed to cover many and varied events for Arts Talk Radio. We met American comedian Greg Shapiro. We were at the opera. We were at the Boyman's Van Berningen Museum and the Kunsthal in Rotterdam, as well as the Kunstmuseum and the Maritz House in The Hague. But way back in February, just before the first lockdown, we were in Scheveningen at the Casa Lourdes session organised by Sandro Bruti. I've come backstage at the Lourdes Kirk and I'm in the dressing room where gypsy jazz multi-instrumentalist and singer Char Limburger and the other musicians are just about to go on stage. A few minutes ago I spoke to Char and I wanted to know what to expect from tonight's concert. Was it going to be like the Hot Club de France with Stefan Grappelli and Django Reinhardt? Uh, well, that is one of the things that I do, yeah. I, this, let's say that's the world in which I grew up most because my, my dad was playing that style, Django Reinhardt's music, and uh, all the people around me. But there was also New Orleans and there was some Eastern European memories of Eastern European music. privilege of interviewing somebody who doesn't normally speak, somebody who normally appears with his mouth covered up with a piece of large black gaffer tape. And it's Sam Wills, who's better known as Tapeface. Um, so how long have you been doing this? He says, <laughs> he, says he put up three fingers. <laughs> or was it two fingers? I can't commit to that. Whatever, whatever. OK. So... Um, you have been doing it for quite a long this time. This character you? has been around for a while now. It's been 15 years, I think, wow. so since 2005. So yeah, 15 year anniversary this year of, of, of gaffer taping my mouth shut. <laughs> I thought originally it was just a small idea. I never thought it was going to take off to be this level. But, but yeah, it's because it I think your what your first success was the Edinburgh Festival about 10 years ago. So about 10 years. Uh, 2010 was the first uh, my, my uh, sort of uh, best newcomer to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. But I've been previously performing in New Zealand and Australia yeah. for a number of years before. Because that. I think possibly people. Would Detect a New Zealand accent. Yes, there is a New Zealand twang there, <laughs> flattening of vowels. <laughs> I'm at the Kunsthal in Rotterdam, and I think most of you will know by now that its neighbour, the Boymans van Berningen Museum, will be closed for the next seven years for major refurbishment. But the Boymans is not idle and is mounting exhibitions at other venues, is taking pictures out to the community and lending works to other galleries around the world. 
This evening, Boymans is hosting a New Year get-together at the Kunsthal for the city's great and good, and to promote the exhibition Masterly, which consists of major works from the Boymans collection. I'm with Frieza Lamazer, who is the curator of Old Masters, I think is the correct title, yes, at the Boymans. Yeah. So one would think perhaps that now the museum is closed for so long, you would be idle, you'd be sitting watching daytime television. But that's not the case, no, is I it? Should, I should like to, but <laughs> <laughs> I still have to work, I'm afraid. No, it's, it's great that we can have exhibitions in other museums in Rotterdam. Uh, and here in the Kunsthal, we have really, uh, I think, a rather spectacular show, at least really very important paintings and drawings from our... Okay, hello, my name is Santiago Burgi. I'm a singer and actor from Argentina, and I'm very honored to be playing the part of Roderick Usher in this production of Opera Melancolica, The Fall of the House of Usher. Was this a story you were familiar with before? Yes, yes, I'm a huge Alan Poe fan and the old the old films of yes yes I love them all I love horror movies and I read all the stories of Edgar Allan Poe so I was really excited about it when I when they first told me about this project I didn't know the music yet but I instantly liked it very much Argentinian tenor Santiago Borghi, who appeared in the Opera Today production of Opera Melancholica, which toured in January and February. Arts Talk Radio Online. Zoe Baus has been a regular contributor to Arts Talk Radio, reporting on exhibitions and literary events in The Hague and in Amsterdam. In February, she met with art historian Wendy Fossen to see an exhibition by a major English painter who is virtually unknown in Holland. Wendy, uh, you're joining us today on Arts Talk Radio from Casa del Arte, and you've just been telling me about an exhibition in the Maurits House here in The Hague uh, by a very famous English painter, George Stubbs. Yeah, exactly. Now, what is what is so special about this man for those um, of us who don't know? Well, he is Britain's most famous horse portraitist. Uh, he lived in the 18th century, and um, of course, the Maurits House is a 17th century art museum, so the link is stretching it a bit. But what we have in common is that, of course, we also have a lot of um, animal painters and paintings, uh, and they were also, especially Dutch art in general, was very popular. 
popular in the 18th century in England. Uh, so therefore, there was a link between our collection and the work of Stubbs, um, who is famous for a huge painting, uh, Whistle Jacket. And that is the, the unique thing about this exhibition, not only that we focus on George Stubbs, somebody who has never been exhibited in the Netherlands before, but also that we have Whistle Jacket, this huge painting, uh, which has never left the UK before to go to mainland Europe. Arts Talk Radio Online, interviews and features on the arts in English. Pop or rock music in all its forms has been a significant factor in all our lives and the visual aspects have been almost as important. I went to meet a man who has put together an exhibition which brings together music and art. I'm in the Kunsthal in Rotterdam and I'm with Max Dax, who is the curator of a new exhibition which is called Black Album, White Cube. And what's the basic premise of the show? Uh, I want to make the invisible visible. I want to show how invisible sound waves, how music materializes in uh, art, in various forms of art, in the form of paintings, in the form of installations, videos, sculptures, drawings, you name it. Arts Talk Radio Online. Features on the arts in English. We're out and about this week on location in Delft and dedicating the show to just one story. I'm in Vorstraat and I walk along here virtually every day because I live nearby. We're right in the middle of town next to the Outer Kirk as you can hear. Even though I'm so familiar with Vorstraat, I'm now on my way to a place I didn't know was there until a couple of days ago when I learned of its existence from a friend. Right, I've arrived at number 13A, where I believe there is a hidden house. And it's well and truly hidden. There are no indications of what's here except for a small plaque on this old wooden door. Well, it's open and leads through this dark passage. I've got an appointment to meet a man who has turned this ancient building into something truly amazing, or so I've been told. Right, here we are. Well, this is all very exciting. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. I'm Barry, also uh, my alter ego, Madame de Berry, and we are here at the Hidden House in Delft. Really, it really is hidden because uh, all you have on the on the main street is one little door, and that leads down this yes, passageway. Yes, up till recently, um, 
Uh, people come to me and they say, I never knew uh, this house was uh, here. Uh, so they are up to uh, recently very surprised to find this uh, in the back of an uh, alley. For the benefit of our listeners, because I know radio is not the best medium for discussing visual things, can you have a very quick uh, description of what the Hidden House of Maddenberry is? I have difficulty. I can create it. Um, I love to uh, to work on it, but for me to explain it in uh, in beautiful prose, it's a problem. But I can try. But it's everything, isn't it? I mean, we're now in a room which is full of books. I suppose this is a sort of library. But there are hundreds of paintings. There's a little model theatre. There's a uh, exotic birds. I mean, it really is an Aladdin's cave. I was talking to Berry Visser in August. His alter ego, Madame de Berry, runs an eccentric museum in Delft. However, Berry's main claim to fame is that he was the creator of Mojo Concerts and organised the first Dutch music festival in Kralingen in 1970. Berry was the first promoter to bring artists like Eric Clapton, Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix to Holland. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk magazine, all one word, dot nl. Arts Talk magazine, dot nl. September saw the pre-opening of the depot, which is an annex to the Boymans van Berningen Museum in Rotterdam. This 40-metre-high silver bowl is going to be a, well, a depot for the museum to store its vast stock of artworks. I went along to have a look on the couple of days when VIPs, the press and some lucky members of the public were allowed in to see the work in progress. Right, we're inside the perimeter fence and I think we have to go in past that security guard who seems to be controlling the door like a bouncer at an exclusive nightclub. What did he say? He says one moment. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it's too busy inside. Ooh. Well, we're now inside, surrounded by builders, ladders, temporary lighting and cables, and they're still testing the fire alarms. At least I hope it's a test, or we'll all have to go outside again. I'm being told we have to go over there and get a hard hat, as this is still officially a construction site, with all the health and safety rules that have to be enforced. Do we have to well, wear a crash helmet? Yes, you do have to wear Are things likely to fall on our head? It's still a construction site. Do we get a yellow jacket as well? No, no, no. And you also don't have to wear those ugly shoes. Usually you have also to wear construction shoes. With a steel toe cap. Fantastic. Thank you. We've now come up in the lift and we're on the fifth floor, which is the penultimate floor before the roof garden. And it's incredible. It's all steel staircases and lifts and everything. And it's, it's like a Piranesi drawing or, a, or an Escher drawing, something like that. It's quite incredible. I'm with Charles X, who's the um, director of this wonderful building, and it must be a, a relief that it is actually open. Well, we are one year before the real opening, so this is the silver opening. You see the building is silver from the outside, but uh, still a little dusty in the inside where we are now. And we look forward to the opening immensely, and we are more or less surprised that so many people 
are already curious to see the building one year before that it's finished. I know. I, when the tickets went online for this weekend, I think there were 7,000 of them. They were in, sold out within, within an hour hours. or so. Three hours, yeah. Um, yeah, it will be very crowded for three days. And then the doors will be closed and people who will be in the, in the, in the depot uh, will have a, a unique experience because next time the depot is full at work in exploitation with over 160,000 artworks installed and uh, the racks are full and I think it's very, very exciting. QE2's production of Talking Heads was due to open on the 11th of November at the CC Amstel Theatre in Amsterdam. I spoke to actors Loveday Smith and Mark Winstanley about the show before the new restrictions forced its opening to be cancelled. I started by asking Loveday which of Alan Bennett's short plays they were presenting. A Chip in the Sugar and Bed Among the Lentils. I'm sure everybody's very familiar with the Alan Bennett plays, but which are those? Um, the, the Chip Among the Sugar is the one that Alan himself performed, and um, Bed Among the Lentils is the one that Maggie Smith, sorry, Dame, Dame Maggie, Maggie Smith, Smith, did. Absolutely. Yeah. We share a surname, but uh, I don't know if there's any shared <laughs> DNA. <laughs> so tell me about your, your company, this QE2 production. You're based in Amsterdam. We're based in Amsterdam, and we're, we're an offshoot of Queen's English Theatre Productions, who've, who've done a lot of things in Amsterdam, um, but we, we, we do to take work outside of Amsterdam, English-speaking theatre, to, to what in England might be called the provinces. I'm in the Museum Reichsweig and I'm with Diana Wint, who is the curator of the Paper Biennale. Now, it may not be obvious to everybody, but the exhibition is things made entirely of paper, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, not everything is entirely made of paper, but for uh, 95% it's all paper. You must have had big worries about this exhibition because obviously you've been planning it for two years and at the last moment, did it look like being cancelled? Well, maybe not cancelled, but postponed. Mm -hmm. That was a possibility. But um, we are lucky that we could open in time and that we could prolong the previous exhibition. Um, but the difficulties are that not every artist could come because of the coronavirus. We had an artist from uh, Colombia. Um, she's coming in, in September, but it's impossible for her to, to come to, to build up her own work. And we also had two difficulties with the works. One didn't arrive because of Corona, and the other one was a golden floor, the map of Lebanon. And we couldn't get hold of enough um, gold leaf because of Corona. Of course, the other main issue this year has been Brexit. Also in September, I made my last visit of the year to the Kunsthal in Rotterdam to see an exhibition dealing with the subject by a young photographer who is half Dutch and half English. For us British expats in Holland, Brexit has been a source of worry, frustration, anger and, dare I say it, shame. If you subscribe to conspiracy theories, you may well believe that the coronavirus episode was created by Boris Johnson in order to distract attention from Brexit. But now, with little more than three months to go, it's back in the headlines. I'm in one of the small galleries in the Kunsthal where an exhibition has just opened entitled My Brexit 5248 and I'm with the photographer, Merlin Daleman. 
5248, I take it, is the, the voting Yes, it uh, refers to uh, the outcome of the referendum. Yes. What was your viewpoint? Where were you coming from? <clears throat> well, it kind of started with um, uh, well, me not understanding why um, people voted to leave, because that came as a huge surprise to me. Uh, then I thought to myself, well, don't I know these people? I mean, it's 52% of the population, and I've got to know a few Brexiteers. Um, so that was the beginning for me to look for the Brexiteers and to see who they are and what they're like and why they voted the way they voted. Zoe Bowes reported on a lot of book and literary events over the year, including many at De Bali in Amsterdam, including this one back in February. I'm sitting here with Suketu Meta. Now, he has written a book called This Land is Our Land, an Immigrant's Manifesto, and it seems a... Uh, well, very appropriate now, um, as the issue of immigration is so much at the forefront of, of the news. Um, thank you so much, Suketu, for joining us today on Arts Talk Radio. Thank you for having me on. You uh, come from New York. You grew up partially in India and in New York. What made you decide that, decide that you needed to write an immigrant's manifesto? I started writing this book in 2016, the year that Trump got elected, because the worldwide conversation around immigrants and immigration fills me with rage, with deep anger, at the way that immigrants are being portrayed as rapists and terrorists, people come to take your jobs and rape your women. And, and I started asking myself, why is the conversation only told from the perspective of the rich countries? What's in it for Holland or America? Should we let in immigrants? How many? Should, we, should they be skilled or unskilled? And I thought, what about the immigrants themselves? Why would someone leave their families, their homes, everything they hold dear to get up and make incredibly perilous journeys with their little children in a small boat across the Mediterranean? It's because the rich countries have stolen the future of the poor countries through colonialism, corporate colonialism, war and climate change. President Trump also figured large in a piece we did in October. Well, thanks. My name is Greg Shapiro. Thank you. I'm at the theatre in Delft and I'm in the dressing room of comedian Greg Shapiro who's just come off stage and your new show, your new tour is called Farewell Trumpland. It's leaving Trumpland. <laughs> you can we'll, we'll, start, we'll start again. We'll start again. <laughs> I didn't do a very good job of repeating no. Okay. I'm at the theatre in Delft and I'm in the dressing room of comedian Greg Shapiro and his new show, his new tour is called... Leaving Trumpland. Why leaving? Uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, I've done the voice of Trump for so long. It's been so great. But yeah, if, if Trump ends up leaving the White House, then yeah, uh, we'll all be leaving this bizarre experiment called Trumpland. And if not? And if not, I don't know if I will feel comfortable returning to my homeland ever again or with Corona if I will ever be allowed so, uh, exciting times. Because I think uh, Donald Trump is uh, a gift for comedians, is he not? 
He's been so great ever since the video about the Netherlands second and uh, yeah, but we've had a good run and uh, yeah, people are saying like, oh, what if he, you know, leaves then, you know, will he be out of a job? And the fact is, I'm out of so many jobs. Oh, I was talking to Greg Shapiro just before the American election and just before new restrictions curtailed his leaving Trumpland tour. That was an extract from a piece called Sunspot by Polish composer Kasia Gliwiska. I'm with Kasia now at the Art Tech Studios in The Hague. Hello. Hello. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your work? How would you describe it? I'm a composer who was trained classically, who ventured into uh, other genres as well. I believe that there is only one music. Therefore, I'm using all kinds of uh, genres in my uh, work. Um, I concentrate on vocal works, um, stage and opera works, as well as, as film. That was Polish composer and writer Kasia Gliwiska. And what she did not mention was that she's also written a play for radio called Lillian. And we'll be broadcasting that on Arts Talk Radio in the new year. Well, that's it for 2020, a year which nobody will deny has been memorable. Let's hope things get better on all fronts in 2021. But whatever happens, Arts Talk Radio and Arts Talk Magazine will be there to cover it. So, I'm Michael Hasted, and until the new year, it's goodbye. And don't forget, stay safe.